show. I appreciate you tuning in. You're listening to Vote Your Conscience with Kevin Stola. On the last episode of Vote Your Conscience, we went over personal responsibility and how I think that it has faltered in our society and it's leading to our politicians not having responsibility for their actions as well as individuals in their own life. On this episode, we're going to go over basically online discussions, debates, and arguments, um, and in people's real lives as well. I'm going to go over a little bit about how I think that we could better our discussions um, through the education system and why I think that our education system, the way that it's set up, has led to a lot of intellectual laziness. So I normally do this at the end of the show, but I don't know how many people are making it all the way to the end. So I want to make sure that people know where to follow us. Um, You can look in the show notes and you'll be able to find our Instagram. And our Instagram is at underscore vote underscore your underscore conscience underscore. So please leave comments, reviews. Um, You can leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and you can comment on our posts um, on our Instagram as well. And like I said, that will be in the show notes. There will be a link to our Instagram. So please, uh, you know, interact with us and we look forward to hearing uh, what you think about the podcast. So to get started today then, We'll start on the topic of um, arguments, discussions on social media and on the internet. Basically, I wanted to go over this because I I'm involved in you know some arguments, debates, discussions on social media platforms. So mainly Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and it's just. Um, you know, it's frustrating to see the types of discussions that are going on in the comments on a lot of these posts. So, you know, in my um, responses on these on social media <clears throat> in to these discussions and, um, you know, arguments, I try not to call names or, you know, show too much frustration because I want it to just be a discussion and you know people get so offended by other people's views when it's really just other people's opinions I mean most individuals aren't having a massive impact on society so when individuals are raging against each other online it's not like you're having a huge impact or something when you're discussing this with another individual so I don't really understand the uh, lack of communication that people have online and it just turns into you know name calling matches and people trying to dunk on each other or whatever on the other side when I mean that doesn't lead you know to any type of productive discussion or understanding of each other's opinions so I get that people aren't really trying to learn about the other side and change their opinions or work on their opinions to see how they can work together. And I do believe that that's because of our education system. So, 
you know, in my in my personal life, though, so going back to arguments and discussions, you know, I've had a lot of arguments and discussions about different political topics and economics, different philosophies of living, um, et cetera. So in my personal life, I mean, I, it's not like I've never had an angry argument or a frustrating argument before. Me and my partner, Jem, I mean, we have frustrating arguments all the time um, and discussions about different political issues. We do see eye to eye on a lot of different um, political topics, basically. But we, of course, have disagreements, too. Um, but our anger and frustration is mostly just to vent out our emotions. So it's not very productive in actually changing each other's viewpoints or getting us to really understand the issues that much more um, when we're having a frustrating or angry discussion about a different topic or what's going on in the world that we're upset about. Uh, when I'm interacting with people online, I would prefer not to have pointless arguments as I don't have time to just argue with people online um, you know, for for no purpose, just for a purpose of maybe me feeling good that, you know, oh, I won that argument or, you know, people are going to see me as better than that person or I'm going to get some likes. I mean, that's not the purpose of discussions that I'm trying to have online. So I don't see name calling and basically just blaming the other side, um, anyone who has an opposing viewpoint on a specific topic, you know, the other side, just blaming them for whatever problem is going on in the world currently, that's not a productive discussion. And so, I mean, in my personal life, it's not just with Jem that I've had, you know, angry debates and arguments. It's been with family members and different friends as well. A lot of times we can have pretty relaxed discussions of course you know emotions are always going to be involved in anything but you know trying to limit that can lead us to a point of understanding someone else's point of view at least even when we have different points of view on you know really important topics in the world so um i do think that online you know it's easier to be angry or mean to people you don't know of course but i do think that the one of the main issues of it is intellectual laziness that is coming from basically the way that our education system is set up so you know when i went through the education system elementary school middle school high school i went to you know what uh people consider good schools, you know, I lived in a nice area, so our schools were funded well, and, you know, my high school was a blue ribbon school in the state of Michigan or whatever, so, um, even in our schools, though, they didn't really promote, you know, really difficult critical thinking, so, what we would have for critical thinking was just they would have like a critical thinking question at the end of, you know, a um, multiple choice 
questionnaire or like fill in the blank stuff and then they would have like one or two critical thinking questions which they called critical thinking questions but a lot of them were more of stuff that you could actually find in the textbook anyway and what conclusion you know they're going to end up wanting the answer to be not really just actually critical thinking about a topic and looking at it from all sides you know and writing a whole essay or something they're looking for a few sentences i mean a few sentences on a topic isn't really critical thinking about it and one of the issues with that is that when we had discussions in class the discussions were more with the teacher rather than with other students so whatever the teacher's opinion since they're the point of authority you know especially in elementary school and middle school there's not going to be that much pushback because most of the teachers are going to have a lot more information than the students about any topic i mean that's why they're the teacher but even in high school they're not promoting students to discuss and argue debate with each other about all of these topics and why they think the way that they do so we're not really raised in an environment where you you learn how to have these debates with people like i was saying in the school system when you're in a class and they want to have a discussion after you know reading a chapter of a book most of the discussion happens between the teacher and the students so they'll be going over a topic writing something on a board or going over a slideshow on a projector or something and then the students will ask questions to the teacher so instead of having you know an open discussion between the class i mean even everyone has to you know raise their hands to have a question or whatever instead of people having discussions and learning how to communicate with each other in a bigger group so I mean, I see that as a problem when it's transferred to adults online who grew up in that type of system because the teacher was always the authority figure on what the correct answer is. So these authority figures are replaced by news commentators, political analysts, and whatever the experts are in the government, um, you know, appointed by different electors. Uh, appointed by different elected officials and people take these views to heart and they just become their views so whatever expert they like whatever political analyst or newscaster you know whatever anchors show they like to watch they take in a lot of these views and it's not like everyone just listens to you know some show and then they take every single viewpoint of that person i understand that but in a lot of cases this is what happens and they think that they're so right even though they haven't analyzed it very much they just keep hearing the same talking points over and over again in whatever media they're consuming so they think they're 100 percent right whereas when i'm discussing different topics you know such as capitalism versus socialism or communism or anarchy different political systems, different financial systems, economic models that we can use. I know I'm not 100% correct. I mean, even the experts aren't 100% correct in most of these topics. So 
political systems don't function like they do theoretically. Economic systems don't function like they do theoretically. We do our best to figure out how to set up these systems so that they can work the best for everybody. But no one can be 100% correct and predict what any different legislation is going to do exactly or any different economic model is going to do because there are millions, billions, I mean, trillions of decisions almost unlimited amounts of decisions made by different people every single day based on what they think is best for them and the people around them. And when you change an economic model or you change legislation, there's no way of predicting exactly how people are going to react to this. So I think that this is something that would come up if we had more debate in our school system. And I'm not just talking about, like, a debate club. It should be incorporated into almost every single topic. I mean, there's most topics are debatable. Um, every topic isn't mathematics where, you know, most of the answers, as long as these algorithms have already been proven, are 100% accurate every time. Um, in every other topic, there's always debate. Even in history, there's not that many strict facts because these are events recorded by people at the time so having debates about what happened in history different um you know ways that we can use grammar in writing or um you know in science classes obviously there needs to be more debate um almost every scientific theory or principle is debatable to some extent so i just think that not having that debate has led people to think that they're right and that, you know, the science is settled or this is the historical fact just because it's said by an authority figure that they trust, even though there's other authority figures that other people trust that are also experts on the topic. You know, there might be two economists on TV. They both have PhDs in economics, even from the same school. They could have both went to Harvard and have economics degrees, PhDs from that school, and have completely different theories about how the economy should function and which economical system is the best uh, for our country or the world. So I'm not saying that there's no good answers, but when people are debating online, and most of them are just lay people, or they might have a degree, but not in that topic, and they've been listening to people, they've had these opinions for a very long time, so they just think that they're right. And when I'm having a discussion with them, a lot of them, instead of debating the actual topic that I'm discussing with them, they will call me names, or tell me that I'm on some certain side, or whatever, depending on the topic. And like I said, with schools, if we had more debate in them, people could come to an understanding that other people are going to have different opinions. And it doesn't mean that they're evil, bad, they should be removed from society, or they're 100% wrong and there's zero reasons to back up, you know, the... Um, ideology that they hold or the position that they hold on a certain topic. So I just don't think people have had enough back and forth discussion 
in an educational setting, I know families are arguing with each other all the time, but there's really no mediator there that understands the subtleties and nuances of a debate of, you know, economic principles or philosophical um, ideologies. So when it turns to stuff online, you have the added layer of people not caring about what they say because they're not in front of you. So there's no threat of danger or whatever, and they can think out their response, um, which many people don't anyway, even though they're using text, so they have the time to. Uh, They'll still just respond out of anger, lash out and call people names, whatever uh, they want to say. So this happens to me very frequently, and they try to dunk on me and, you know, use all sorts of cliches or whatever, Um, all the new things to make fun of someone, um, you know, currently. And it's just not adding much to the discussion or the debate between topics. You know, neither side is learning that much. What I'm learning is that people won't pay attention to what I say. They'll just say that, you know, I have a certain position based on propaganda or whatever, from my side that they claim that I'm on because I have a specific point of view, which if you've been listening to the show or you know me, you understand that I'm not on a Republican side or a Democratic side. If I had to categorize myself, I would be closer to a libertarian-style model, um, but incorporating some stuff from Democratic principles, Republican, conservative principles and like the green party with more environmentalism type ideas as well so when people just assume i'm on the republican side or the democrat side based on my ideas on a specific topic they just attack me over that and they're not only attacking me they're attacking an entire group of people that they don't know individually so That's one of the problems is that people keep grouping each other together and that is one of the types of intellectual laziness. I mean, you don't have to analyze people on an individual basis. You can just say, oh, you're just a bleeding heart liberal, that's why you care, or oh, you're just some conservative that likes guns more than people's lives. I mean, those are easy things to just say about any individual that's part of a group, but most individuals are distinctive, have their own ideals and positions on topics, um, rather than just being part of the overall group and whatever that group says or thinks. So going back to that intellectual laziness, I believe that this creates a massive impact on our political system, which is why I would want more critical thinking to be implemented, more discussion and debate in our education system, because that would make it for future generations to be set up to have these discussions in a more nuanced manner, and they would be able to hold each other accountable for their views rather than just name-calling and grouping people together. So, the impact that I think that it has, you know, obviously there's an impact of intellectual laziness on an individual in their own life because if they're not going to 
think through, you know, their own actions and their own ideas, then it's not going to benefit them very much to get a promotion at their job or or be able to grow in their relationship with their family, friends, children, you know, whoever's involved in their life or to be able to develop their hobbies as far as they could or what their actual viewpoints and philosophy of how they want to live in life. And it's very easy to just ignore these things when there's so many things to do rather than think about what your philosophy on life is, create solid morals for you, um, work on creating strong relationships in your life, You know, there's video games and TV and endless amounts of concerts and sports uh, events to see. And people just don't want to put in the effort. I mean, they think it's because they don't like it. You know, they don't want to read because it's more fun to watch a show or watch a sports event or something rather than reading. But really, it's just that reading is more difficult to do. So, They're being lazy and choosing to just watch a TV show. I mean, even if you wanted to learn about a topic and you want to watch a TV show, you're not going to get as in-depth as a book on that same topic. And it's going to be more difficult to actually read the words and comprehend rather than someone on the TV telling you, you know, how to think about a topic and just being passive and learning it. So there's, you know, good things about that and bad things about that as well but I'm just trying to point out that you know taking that time and effort to learn about those things rather than spending your time avoiding it just with fun I mean the entire point of life isn't only to have fun and you can see this with how angry people are in our society right now because they just want the politicians and, you know, the corporations or anyone who's in a position of power to just be a great leader and just make all the right decisions and then it'll make their life easy. But our lives aren't supposed to be easy. It's never been easy to live on this planet. So we need to take the responsibility, you know, and have that intellectual curiosity and intellectual discipline to spend time learning what we actually want and what we, you know, want to think about different philosophies, topics, and how we can actually work towards bettering our society rather than just getting upset and arguing with random people on social media and not even understanding or trying to understand their point of view, but just, you know, dunking on them and calling them names and saying that you're promoting FBI talking points or whatever or saying that this person's a conspiracy theorist or that person's a terrorist or whatever you want to say, but actually having discussions to understand the other side. Because if we can understand the other side, then we'll be able to actually try to come to some type of agreement on these issues. Because there's not just going to be one major shift that solves all of the problems in our world. We always have to figure out how to implement things and make compromises. So as um, being intellectually lazy would 
have impacts on individuals in their own lives, it also has a massive impact on our society as a whole. Because if people aren't going to take the time, you know, to look into these things, they're not going to be able to take the time to hold politicians accountable or, you know, the business executives that are in their own company because they're not actually taking the time to look into how they can hold them accountable. They're just going on social media and complaining to, you know, other people and they're hoping that some kind of movement or that politicians will will take over and it's not that there's no movements and there's no one out there doing anything but there's not enough people actually doing things about the situations that they care about so they want the government to solve every single problem they want them to solve all the economic problems they want them to solve all of the you know environmental issues they want them to solve education problems they they want them to solve every single problem that we have in society and that's not always the solution so most of the time it's not going to be the solution the government isn't going to just fix all of the issues they don't even have an interest in that because that's not what they do it's not what affects people who work in the government so if you want to fix the education system it's more of a personal issue attend the PTA meetings and, you know, attend the assemblies and be involved in what your kids are learning and actually be active in what you think the schools should be doing. That's the way to change the education system. It isn't telling the politicians to change it from the top down. And it's the same thing with the environment. If you want the politicians to change all of these laws to try to force people to have electric cars or, you know, a carbon tax or something like that to lower the emissions, then we need to implement these things in our own life too. So I'm already working towards doing a lot of these things. I mean, with the environmental impact, me and my partner, Jem, I mean, we research the products that we use to see what kind of impact they do have. We try to buy products that don't use plastic or whatever, you know, we can do to help. But a lot of people, I see them complaining about these situations, but in their own life, they're still not recycling as much as they should or, you know, looking into the products that they um, are using to make sure there's not toxins that are going to be added to the environment. They want the politicians to just ban those products so they don't even have access to them. And that's the type of intellectual laziness I'm talking about. I mean, you don't want to have to look into a, a product. You just want the government to ban everything bad and promote everything good. Uh, it's not really in their interest to do that, though. It's in the interest of the individuals to take the time to actually look into these things and see what kind of impact they can have themselves. So this is one of the things I read a quote this morning um, that Simon Sinek posted on his Facebook. And I'm paraphrasing because I don't have access to the exact quote, but... Basically, what he said was, when leaders don't care, neither will their people. So, as a leader myself, 
I understand this to be true. Why should my team, you know, care about my company if I don't care about them and their ideas, what they're contributing to the company? You know, why would they care what I think or what I want to do if they're not helping me to build this company as well? And I try to implement that, you know, in my own life and in my company. Even though I only have a small company with four employees, it's still an important principle, obviously. But on our mass scale of society, I mean, I think it's kind of flipped around. Of course, I want leaders that care and who wouldn't want leaders that care about our country. But if the people in our country don't care enough to, you know, actively try and solve these problems in their own lives then why would the leaders care if they're solving them or not when they could spend their time trying to benefit themselves? So if we don't care enough to really actively seek good candidates and try to find them rather than people just being presented to us, then we're going to get candidates that don't care about us. They're going to care about whatever they care about instead of worrying about the actual problems that regular people in America are having and would like to see resolved or at least improved. So I do think that's a good quote that he put out there, but I also think that, you know, people need to care too whether or not their leader does. I mean, even if you are working in a company I mean, if you're working in a company and you think that your leader doesn't care about you, I would say, I mean, maybe look for a different job. But um, if you, if the company, you know, the people who work in the company don't care about the company or improving it, then they're going to be working in a worse company next year than they are today as well, whether or not the leader cares. So I do think leaders need to be responsible and take responsibility for their actions and decisions, but so does everyone. I mean, everyone is a leader of their own life, and if you're not taking responsibility for yourself and your actions, then why should our other leaders, people who are leading us, care about what's going on with us, our lives, and what problems we want to see resolved? So I think that goes along with you know, that idea of um, people being intellectually lazy and just wanting, you know, other people to solve our problems for us when we can work towards solving a lot of these problems ourselves. I mean, we can go and work towards helping the environment by donating to a nonprofit or volunteering at a nonprofit or even just picking up trash in your own neighborhood. You know, I was on a walk today and trash day was two days ago. There was recycling materials all over the neighborhood. As I went for a walk, I picked up, you know, six or seven different pieces of trash. There was still pieces of trash because I couldn't carry every piece of trash that's in my neighborhood. But if everyone else picked up six pieces of trash, there would be no trash or almost no trash, you know, everyone who went for a walk. So there are things that we can do to mitigate these situations in our own lives without the government. Um, and I think people would be a lot less upset 
if people in the community seemed to care more and worked on these things themselves as well. That's most of what I wanted to go over today. But just to conclude, you know, the overall point and takeaway that I want people to have from this episode is trying to have discussions with people and arguments where you're actually trying to understand the other side. So whether you're on social media or not, you know, these debates are important to have. And if people aren't going to take them seriously or actually spend the time and attention to learn about these topics, then we're just going to have more discord and disarray, you know, in our society because people are getting so angry at each other based on what they're saying online. I mean, this morning, um, you know, I look at my social media basically every day and discuss and comment on different political topics. And I mean, I was called a cum guzzler from, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, drinking all of the FBI's cum and using all of their talking points. I was called the terrorist just for supporting um the second amendment basically so you know these are the kinds of extreme things and i i know one of them it seemed like was a bot because it was in all caps and it was kind of a ridiculous phrase but um either way i mean these are the kinds of things you know a lot of the people that i'm having discussions with are real people and they are saying all sorts of stuff like that to me, which I don't care. I have a pretty thick skin for stuff like that. Uh, the things that upset me are, you know, people not actually understanding a topic that they will promote, you know, basically, you know, that's their hill to die on. They'll, they'll fight for it, you know, till the death and they barely even understand um, some of the topics or have ever listened to other people's point of views. That's the kind of stuff that frustrates me more, not people calling me names on the internet that I don't know. Um, but So it's kind of funny to me, but it's also upsetting that these are the kinds of discussions people want to have instead of trying to understand why, <clears throat> trying to understand why someone else thinks the way they do. And a lot of these topics are over, you know, things that have been debated by experts and intellectuals you know the smartest minds of our time and the past about whether or not capitalism socialism um communism dictatorships monarchies you know what is the best system i mean these aren't things that just have a 100 percent correct answer and people are acting like they know exactly what all of these systems do and how they function and they're all variations of these systems. So we don't ever have a pure, you know, communism, socialism, capitalism. It never works out that way in practice. So these are things that we can analyze ways to set up and improve upon, but none of them are going to be perfect. And that's what I'm trying to get across in this is that, you know, having that intellectual fortitude to look into all of these different sides and understand the pros and cons of different systems um, and different sides of different political viewpoints 
because I want to try to, you know, heal that divide between Republicans and Democrats and Libertarians and Green Party and the Tea Party and all of these different um, viewpoints. And just we all have some things that we agree on, which is there's a lot of corruption and issues in our corporations and government. And we need to work towards making that better. That's mostly what every side, when I'm listening to their discussions, I mean, that's where, whether they're trying to come from a logical point of view or a compassionate perspective, that is mostly what they want. They want the corruption in our system gone. And it'll never be completely, you know, rid of. There will always be corrupt people and criminals, but... We can try to mitigate it as much as possible, and I think the, for me, the way that I believe we can do that is by showing compassion to each other when we're having these debates and trying to actually understand what people are saying instead of just trying to win the argument. And I believe that starts with the education system. Um, that is a long-term solution, you know, to a problem, but that's why I'm trying to promote you know, this idea of having better debates today as well. So that would be a shorter term um, issue we can try to overcome just by being more conscientious of why people have the views that they do when we're having discussions. I know that this podcast isn't going to change the way social media um, works and what people are going to say to each other, but at least we can you know, I can try to promote what I feel would be beneficial. So just to wrap up here, the whole point of my podcast today was trying to get people to not be intellectually lazy, taking accountability for our actions and also the actions of what our politicians and business leaders are doing as well and trying to hold them accountable through, you know, I haven't said it yet today, but voting your conscience in all the ways that we have discussed in past episodes and and trying to treat each other with compassion when we're having um, political debates, discussions, and, you know, with your friends, family, even when you're on social media or you're commenting on an article on the internet, I mean, if we can start to have debates where people want to understand the other side, we can start to get to the root of some of these issues and the division, I believe, and move on from there. So just like every time I'll finish up with, you know, trying to promote the idea that whether or not you're on this or that side of a political issue, just remember the people on the other side want what's best for them, their families, and also the community. And you want the same. So we need to work together instead of allowing the people at the top to divide us and make enemies of each other when most of us want the same thing. We just want better lives for us and the people around us. So... I always try to leave on that because I have a lot of, you know, hope that people will come together and we will 
continue to work towards making a better world for everybody. So let me know what you thought about this episode in the comments on Instagram, reviews on whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Our Instagram is at underscore vote underscore your underscore conscience underscore. And that link uh, to our Instagram will also be in the show notes. So, you know, comment, leave us reviews. I want to know what you think about the episodes, whether it's good or bad. And I'll, uh, you know, have fun debating you guys and just discussing the topics in the comments. Um, And that's it for today. So I look forward to interacting with any of you. And remember to always vote your conscience.